Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We have got a great lineup for you today. I am very excited about Jonathan Bell joining us here today. Um, And I want to just tell you a little bit about why I'm excited. Uh, Benny, I want to give a shout out. How are you today? Olivia, how are you today? I'm doing good. Thanks. Um, You hanging in there, right? Oh, yeah. You know it. All right. So, you know, you heard me over 16 years, Benny, talk about the fact that both Linda and I worked at the phone company. You can't even call it a phone company. Every time I say that, I get an email. It was Ma Bell. And we worked there for 25 years. And then we went on to work on the divested companies. And one of the things that Linda and I were involved with as both directors and executive directors was HR and diversity, employment, employment law. Uh, all of the above. And I'm not going to talk about Linda's history with the company, but she holds a record actually uh, in uh, going to court and testifying. So she owns a record, which I'm not going to talk about today. But we got a dose of what it means to be in a place where we understood some of the nuances. Now, here's what I want to say as I, as I, 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 I have all of you greet and meet Jonathan. If you take all of our use in HR, Linda's a gazillion, mine a gazillion, and you put them all together, it wouldn't be enough knowledge, information, and wisdom to navigate through the labor and employment situation today. None of that. But here's what we know and why we want to talk to Jonathan Bell. When you are faced with a situation and you don't know what you don't know, even if you think you know it and you can't find anyone to go through and you're dealing with an emotional, physical health, you're in the world of not knowing right now. You're watching the news. You're hearing, oh, we'd be back to work by the first. You know, our our governor came out yesterday. I'm not sure what our governor is looking at, but he has a date of May 4th to get rid of the shelter at home thing. But here's where we are. We need help. So Jonathan is an attorney, labor and employment attorney, founder of Bell Law Group. Uh, He's coming here today because... He is like us. He realizes out there in the world that we have never had to navigate through employment, unemployment, discrimination, wage, all of the above. We have never had to navigate in this way, even with the repeal of the psychological contract in 91 or actually Exxon before that. Even with that, we didn't quite have this. So today, He's joining us here today because he is stepped out and he is helping people 
without honestly, without charging people, helping people understand coronavirus job loss could total 47 million, while the unemployment rate may hit 32%. But the statement I made the other day was a statement that everybody emailed me on. He's going to weigh in on. And what I said was, the people that are unemployed may or may not find themselves in a job when they get back. Jonathan, it's great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to doing the show. Uh, what got you fired up where, to the point where you said, wow, we're see we got to do something here. We got to help people. What was it? Did you have like a tipping point moment? I had a moment where like a little light bulb went on, but what was it for you? Well, initially I wanted to get into the labor and employment field because I find that uh, mostly employees are struggling to know what their rights are. Uh, I hate uh, the feeling of someone being discriminated against uh, based on race, age, religion, gender, disability. I was always raised to stick up for the underdog. So I don't like that situation. Obviously, uh, there's also different laws between federal, state, and city laws, so it's very complicated. And even uh, a company with the best intentions could make mistakes. But let's fast forward now to the coronavirus. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a uh, I, I believe in goodness. I believe in, in, uh, in being there for people in need. And uh, I get angry when I see ads from lawyers or any other type to try to take advantage of a situation like this for profit. Uh, so what I did is I just opened up my lines, my emails, Facebook, everyone's contact me from, from different places. Uh, and I'm giving the best guidance I can under the circumstances all for free because I would never want anybody to capitalize on, on people's desperation. And I find that some attorneys are even offering services that people don't really need. For example, you know, these big, you know, PPP loans, which I've been giving a lot of guidance on. Uh, you don't need to pay for an attorney to give you advice on that. It really should be between, you know, your company, the accountant, and the lender, and, and attorneys are, are salivating at the mouth. It just makes me uh, very upset. To me, it's all about gratitude and giving back, and I know that one day, when it, when, when, when it comes time to it, people will remember me as the honest guy and reach out to me in the future for something that we can do for them. You know, you're absolutely right. And you know, you're talking to somebody that did exactly what you just pointed out, because I started to get in this, get involved in this and try to find out everything I could for my folks that work for me. I wasn't, I was unsure about the direction. I was unsure about their rights for unemployment. I was unsure. And so I'm one of these people that went and sought an attorney, right, to help me. Because to be honest with you, my accountant, I love him. He tried to help me. He is in the middle. He's down to two people. He's in the middle of tax season. And so here we are, somebody like me, small business, been in business since 2003. I had to hire an attorney just to help me answer one question on the form I was filling. And you're right about it. I mean, under normal conditions, attorney's fees are you know pretty robust but in these scenarios you know to hear what you're doing it's so important because people are struggling emotionally with this right absolutely absolutely and that, that, that's the reason why we're offering these services fortunately i've been blessed i've been 
you know, I, I um, started my practice very soon after law school. So I've been practicing for close to actually about 20 years now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we have a number of attorneys in our office and, and, and fortunately we have enough work in the pipe work that would allow me to kind of step out and, and, and handle things uh, uh, on a pro bono type basis and answer questions for free. Uh, while we continue to uh, work on my attorneys continue to work on the other matter. So uh, I, I just, you know, thank God I'm, I'm in this position uh, to do that, uh, to help people. And, and like I said, the idea is, number one, I, I feel good about myself doing this. And number two, something comes down the road and, and they'll come back to me. I mean, the majority of the cases, the types of, of, of questions I'm getting now has to do with these SBA loans, the PPP about, you know, how to get it turned from a loan to a grant. We get a lot of those questions. We're also getting a lot of questions about, you know, the new federal laws that came into place April 1st that has to do with extended FMLA, having people paid while they're home watching their child because the school is closed, or paid, federal paid sick leave where someone can get paid 80 hours for either if they're sick themselves or they're, or they're watching somebody who's sick, so, or watching their kid. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot of laws that have been coming out that have changed the game in, in a sense. And I'm trying to educate not only the employees, but the employers. We do get questions on unemployment, but you know, to be quite honest, with you, a lot of attorneys, they don't practice unemployment because it's really meant to be a pro se system. So I try to help people as much as they can, kind of an overview of all the different federal laws that have changed, like the extra $600 a week that the federal government is willing to give you on top of any other employment claim, as far as eligibility, the gig workers, 1099, self-employed, how they could actually apply for unemployment, uh, and then you know some some nuances as far as them getting loans from there and does unemployment have to stop? You know, uh, the only people that I I, I I can't help that I try to is the fact that people ask me about filling out the unemployment full forms or the practicality. That's not something that we've done before. I'm trying to delve into it and give them advice where I can, but my, but anyone who says, should I apply before they even go to the facts of like, yes, apply. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. You know, you, thank you for saying this Good. as a business owner. And I, I don't talk about my business on my show, but I've started to talk about it because I need people to know this. I need folks to know, you know, that in everything you've said, and the complex nature of it, it's so difficult. But the other thing that I want to talk with you about, because you're in the middle of it, and I want to hear what, you know, without giving us any information, the greatest frustration that I'm hearing from, from our listeners and from my colleagues and even from myself is, I was one of the early people that went on and we're considered an essential business. And I was one of the first people that went on and said, wait a minute, you know, there are things we're going to have to adjust here. And I went and I applied for loans. And at that point in time, my bank wasn't doing them. Uh, and then all of a sudden, my bank started to do the PPP loans. But up until that point, I, I literally had to hire an attorney to figure it out. But the attorney I hired couldn't figure it out. So I'm one of these people that probably filled out the forms five times. But I got to the point here, Jonathan, where I did fill it out through my bank's portal. And I don't think I'm alone with this. 
um, filled out the first form, went back into the portal, new form, filled out the new form, saying exactly what I said on the old form, went back into the portal, filled out another form, which was an addendum, which was the same thing I filled out before. And I can't get anyone to give me a sense of when anybody's gonna see any of this money. Are you getting any sense of how the process works? What can you share for us on that for people today? Your, your, your exact summary is the type of call that I'm getting over and over. Okay. <laughs> so there's a couple things that I've noticed, okay? Number one, I discovered that, uh, that people who file through smaller banks seem to have gotten their applications in earlier, some of them on Friday. Yeah. And now approval letters. I have one person that I know of that sends the funds should be deposited by Wednesday. That's the first time I've heard of it. Wow. The problem is big banks like Chase, where I've banked, and Citibank, where I've heard other people, they, didn't, they weren't ready on Friday. Okay, so just to appease the people, they put up some type of email submission that really did nothing but just give them a little bit more time to get them prepared. Then they told you the paper submission. Then they told you the portal. And I think they're just dealing with so many of them that you, they just they, they don't have the staffing to deal with the volume. Now, I imagine that I'm submitted. I, mean, I imagine that all the other people who did it through Citibank and Chase are submitted. I understand that over half the funds, because there was $350 billion put into this pot, over half the funds are already spoken for, but just to give you and your listeners some practical advice uh, about the, these funds. So as you know, as you probably know, to turn these funds from a loan into a grant, you have to spend it within eight weeks and 75% of it has to be on payroll and 25% could be rent and utilities. Okay. Well, that's easy for us. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's easy. That's easy, except for the fact that, like a company like mine, I have payroll that runs every two weeks. Right. Oh. Payroll on a Friday, and then I get the loan on a Monday. Oh. I might be, it might be difficult. So the banks, they're not telling you this. They're not telling people this, but the banks technically could get your approval. They could secure the funds, and they could hold on to the funds for ten days. They're not telling you this. So what's going to happen is. Because of the volume, they're not telling you this, they're gonna deposit it into your account and start. But if you have a relationship with someone, what I'm telling people to do is tell them, listen, you don't want the funds as soon as they come in. You wanna you want to look at those 10 days and pick the day that works for you. Because if I can get it or other people can get it, you know, the Wednesday or Thursday before Friday payroll, that's just gonna make your life easier because nobody wants, even though the loans are good terms, it's two years at 1%, you don't want to have to carry a loan that could otherwise be converted to a grant. I mean, that, that's the whole point of this. So yeah. I think that's, that's solid advice that people that's not really out there in the media that people should think about once they get the, once they get the, the loan. Yeah. I want to ask you this question uh, Benny, I'm going to skip the break. This is a question that came in from one of our listeners in preparation for today. So I've got a bunch of questions from our people. Uh, and I, I'm sorry if I'm going to read on the screen here, uh, which is a little unusual. Uh, hey, Dr. Pat, I uh, can't wait for John. They must know you. I can't mm -hmm. wait for John to come on the show. Uh, I am a small business owner, and my folks have decided to keep working, even though I've already told them 
file for unemployment. I'm not going to be able to pay you. But the question that comes in that nobody at my bank, they say their bank, I won't say it, that nobody at my bank will tell me is I want to pay them retroactively because, okay, this is an abbreviation, bear with me, because I filed for this way back. I let everybody know way back. When I get my funds, can I back pay people? That's a great question. I, I think it's a great question. It's one I've been asked about 20 times in the past. I keep on looking for, for guidance on that. The problem is, is that like, for example, when these loans were coming out on Friday, the federal government if issued guidance on Thursday night, right? So they, they wait last minute. There has been no nothing answering that question directly. I can tell you that they've reserved their time to answer, to, to uh, initiate other regulations involving the forgiveness. So with that question, it's gonna go more to forgiveness. For example, what I mean by that is, let's say you, you get the money and then you take it, you pay yourself and you do it for retroactively. My suspicion is they're gonna tell you, uh, you're allowed to use it for that purpose, but it's going to be a loan. We're not going to convert it to a grant. My suspicion based on everything that I've seen is that they want you to use it for the eight week period moving forward when you get it to keep people on. And the reason they're doing that, by the way, okay. not because they want your business to survive. The reason they're doing it is they want unemployment numbers to be as low as possible, which is why they're requiring you to have the same number of staff as you had before have the same salaries minus 25%, you can do it as you had before. So I would love to give you a definitive answer on that. I can just tell you my suspicion at the time, given everything that I've read. Well, that's why you're on the show today, because if you're like us and we have been growing, we have a technology release that really is gonna change the landscape of podcasting all over the world. It's coming up. And so everything we've been doing, and I'm not alone. I talk to my colleagues that own businesses and they say, we've been ramping up. You know, we've been doing this. We've been doing this to grow. We've overhauled our technology. When we bought, one friend of mine said, we went out and bought graphic machines so everybody could automate everything. And so here they are, they have sort of ramped up. They've got a lot of expenses because what did we do to ramp up? Well, we took out loans because we're ramping up. What kind of relief outside of the payroll aspect, what kind of relief is for people that need to borrow money outside of payroll, right? Because we have a lot of stuff we pay for. Is there relief? I gotta tell you, I file like four different loan things. My bank rejected me for every one of them and they said, you're going to have to file with a small bit. I'm telling you, I filled up more forms, Jonathan. I figured one or two of them's got a hit, but I'm not sure. What is the proper way for a business to say, yeah, payroll, I want to keep my people. But outside of payroll, I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. I got a computer server that's a thousand grand a month. What is available there? So the only two loans that I'm aware of is this PPP loan, and then there's something called the EIDL, the Economic I, Injury Disaster. Yeah, I applied for that. Right. So I, the, the way that loan is supposed to work is you apply for that loan, and within three days, they're supposed to give you $10,000 that acts as a grant. So in other words, even if you get disapproved for that loan, 
that $10,000 is yours free and clear to use on, you can't, you can't replace lost profits, but you're allowed to use it for inventory. You're allowed to use it for things other than payroll. And then, on, and then there would be a loan connected with it if you're approved, okay, at a very low interest rate. You could apply for up to $200,000 without a personal guarantee. After that, you'd have to do a personal guarantee. That was the original plan. Nobody got the $10,000. No, I was just going to ask you. Yeah. I, I just, I, as I'm listening to you, I'm trying to log into my account because I'm yeah. like, I didn't get any money. Yeah, nobody got the $10,000. Now they're saying it's limited to $35,000. They're just changing it. I mean, they, wow. they, 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 I think their heart is in the right place and they say something. The problem is, is the follow-through. And now, you know, you have people who may have furloughed or laid off people but the employers kept them on thinking that they're going to get these loans. But all we're hearing is crickets and, and, and going to another, you know, you, you, you asked me about things that frustrate me. I, I want to go back to that question because there's one other thing. It's just, again, it's just my nature of, of uh, you know, looking out for the small person, the, 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 the minority business owner, the, the, the uh, a female business owner. These banks are making their own rules in a sense. The federal government saying, this is how, this is the PPP. You can apply for your, through your lender. Good luck. The lenders are coming back and saying, well, you know, if you have, you know, we're not going to do your loan unless you have an account here and you have a line of credit or you have an, and a lot of these small business owners don't have that. So now you're dealing with these big businesses that obviously, you know, they, they, they need help too. But you know, what about the mom and pop places that they don't have this strong banking relationship. They desperately need this. And now they're being blocked out of it. So I, I, there's, there's a lot of frustration uh, on that too. I, I feel like in these situations, everybody should have equal access to these loans. This is so bizarre too. You know, let's talk to this one point because this is real for me. I have a longstanding relationship with my bank, Bank of America, longstanding relationship. I even have people in the bank that I can work with because I've interviewed a lot of the folks. And generally speaking, they've done a great job to help me to a point. But I'm the person that you just talked about. First of all, my account was classified wrong. So about a year ago, 18 months ago, we reclassified it. But instead of moving it on their records from sole proprietor to S corporation, the credit card that I took out was as an S Corp, which is in my personal account. And it never got brought over to the business account. So I am one of these people. I have been with my bank since 1994. I have been a corporation since 2003. And you're absolutely right. I don't have any outstanding credit or loans or mortgages or anything with the bank. And it immediately disqualified me because my business Although I do have business loans, I have other things out there that I paid off, I don't have one currently. So it's almost like they're penalizing people with good credit. Does that even make sense to you, what I just said? Yeah, it, it does. And, and, and that's, again, what, one of my big frustrations. What, 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 you know, if, if the federal government didn't require you to have that to get these loans, why are the banks taking it upon themselves to do that? Now, you know... They, they, they argue, listen, this is still a loan. We're trying to get it out as quickly as possible. So if you have an account and you already have a loan, that means we already vetted you. So we know what your credit worthiness and your- I got it. So that's, that's their justification, but it's really unfair to a lot of people. And that's 
really what the Democrats have been arguing, uh, and, and I believe it's one of the reasons why they're holding up that other $250 billion that they want to put towards it, because they feel like this is being done in, in, in a very discriminatory way, maybe not intentional, but you don't have to be intentional to be discriminatory. If, if, if some people are having access and other people are not, for you know a reason that's not related to the federal government, then you, you need to make a change. My understanding is like like uh, PayPal and certain websites will start accepting these applications, which yes. will make it more open to other people. So that's a great idea. But let's see if it happens, and let's make sure this money isn't all spent. Because if the money's all spent, then what are we doing? Well, let, let, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there, and then we're gonna go to break. So this morning, I got notified. Uh, from an online media source, because I'm, 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 you know, Associated Press, so I got, I got a, what do you call? It? I got a update. So here's the update from yesterday, which says that I have to apply again. And when we come back, I'd like you to talk about it. So the update says that SBA Disaster Loan Assistant Application, an update they call it. If you're a small business owner in the U.S., it is probably safe bet that you and your customers have been impacted, right? And so what they're saying is they talk about, you know, high rock accounting. So, but they go on and they say this, unfortunately, they're talking about themselves. Those of us that were early movers now have to reapply using the new streamlined EIDL application. And I have to tell you, the only reason I know this, and I was one of the first people to apply old school and then update because of this interview, I went and looked for updates. Uh, it, it now appears that all of us, and people don't know this, Jonathan, we have to reapply. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I am so grateful for Jonathan. When we come back, we're going to give you lots of information about his law firm, what they're doing, and man, what an angel to be able to come out and help people. What a role model of leadership during this time. And I'm just saying, this is a law firm. This is a group of people that are feeling our pain and free of charge coming out here and offering assistance. And if you're like me and you got that update this morning, you cried so long, your mascara ran. Not Benny though. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Living a richly abundant life sound too good to be true? Listen in to Richly Abundant Women with Julie Steelman on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Embrace a vibrant future of breaking free financially and creating a richly abundant life filled with prosperity and growth. To learn more about Julie Steelman and Richly Abundant Women, visit www.juliesteelman.com. Hey, how's it going? If it's stressful or just plain exhausting, New Light Living is here to ask, is this the way you want to live? Join me, your intuitive spiritual life coach and host, Orika Sullivan, every week on New Light Living. Discover the power of creative tools to start living every day as your ideal dream day. See your life in the new light. To learn more, visit newlightliving.com. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, 
This book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you willing to challenge everything you've been taught about life and death? Join Angie Corbett Kuyper on her hit show, Beyond Grief Radio. Redefining loss and grief as Angie shares through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that creating anything is possible, even in death. Tune in every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information or to listen to past shows, visit AngieCorbettKuyper.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. It's like Tuesday. How did you guess? <laughs> oh my God! It's like Tuesday. It's tu- Don't so, you usually hit us up with that, like on Wednesday? I'm or optimistically Thursday? thinking. I'm optimistically thinking. <laughs> okay, so you're on top of the weather, aren't you? So you know how long this beautiful. You know what? I, how It'll be around for a couple more. Gonna, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Benny Mathers, Benny and I, uh, Jonathan, Benny and I have been together for 16 years. Olivia is doing our Facebook Live production. I have a great team of people I work with. Uh, and these are people that we don't want to go away. So we don't want these folks that we've trained, we've worked with, they've worked hard. They keep an entire multiple channel network running. Uh, we had to have a a conversation with them. It was the hardest conversation before I get to that. And before you answer the question on the scenario that I gave you, I want people to know, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so, uh, you can call my number, a very easy number to remember, 855-JOHN-BELL, that's J-O-N-B-E-L-L, that's my name. Uh, my website, uh, belllg.com, so three L's, belllg as in Bell Law Group. The best thing for your listeners to do, if they like this free advice, they, they, they either they have small business or they're interested in learning about unemployment, go to my Facebook or LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook is at Bell Law Group. Um, I'm constantly doing videos at least once every other day going through the constant changes of the law. The crazy thing is from the beginning when I started doing this until now, it's amazing how many things have changed. So if you are going to look at it, mm-hmm. start with the most recent videos and work your way back because things mm-hmm. have changed since we first started reporting on this stuff. Okay. And Olivia, uh, would you do us, uh, Olivia, as I mentioned, is one of our other producers. Would you do two things after this show? Uh, chat with Jessica about setting Jonathan up for a podcast on our network. Uh, and also, please go over to his Facebook page and post this video when we're done in this show. You no, got I, it. I, I like this. Production real time. Yeah, Thank you, true. Olivia. Thank you, Benny. 
Jonathan, look, I read a scenario uh, that came out yesterday telling all of us like that we're one of the first to get online. And like, I, I really did. I hired an attorney to help me fill out the form like, like five weeks ago or something. I have to file again. That's what I just read. Can you please update us on what the heck that's about? Yeah, so so my, my understanding is like you said, and, I, and again, I just learned this coincidentally because I've been out there talking about this, that I have friends and clients every time they get an update, they like to channel it through me. So uh, apparently I have a friend, he applied very early, that required him to file his tax returns and just was a lengthier application process. He didn't hear anything. So after time, he kept on contacting SBA over and over again, finally got someone online They said, well, if you applied early on, you have to apply again because those are disregarded. But they didn't send anybody any notifications. You have to almost be very lucky to find that information out. So then he's going ahead and reapplying. But, uh, you know, the important thing to realize, though, you know, EIDL and PPP, you can, you, you, you can apply for both. But realistically, from what I'm learning, even if you look at the PPP application, they look at your average payroll. But in addition, they also want to know if you took the EIDL because they're going to add that to the amount of your PPP, any part that's unpaid, because the PPP is, is supposed to essentially refinance that EIDL. So that $10,000 grant that they give you initially, they don't want you to double dip. So when you have your PPP and now you apply to turn it into a grant, they're going to automatically take whatever number is going to be a grant, subtract 10000 and leave that as a loan, because as far as they're concerned, you already got a $10,000 loan. So I'm recommending, you know, maybe people should think about one or the other. If you have a payroll, maybe stick with the PPP. If you don't, look into the EIDL, uh, I think is a better better way to go uh, and will give you the most forgiveness because at the end, listen, the, the interest rate on the PPP, like I said, is only 1% over two years. But if you don't want the loan, then there's no way to, there's no reason to get a loan. You really, yeah. really want the grants is what we want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the the real life scenario, and uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I was going to take a screenshot of this, but probably that's illegal. But um, I was I I I referenced the uh, in, the interlink to get my loan. So I went back in, and there are now four four PDFs for me now. So I've already uploaded what are. Uh, you know, 1099 miscellaneous was last year. I already uploaded all of that stuff from last year. But if they use last year and not this year to pay salaries, the gap between where we were last year and how we increase payroll this year, um, there's a gap of, of seriously, a monthly gap of about uh, $8,000. And, you know, I sat here and I agonized over it, but I filled out all, all the forms and I wake up this morning and there's another form they want. They want this after I had the loan template, the application addendum, the uh, payroll production download and instructions. There's a new form called a required document reference sheet. Now, I opened it up. I don't understand it. I want to ask you this question, getting out of my scenario. Can you share with us what some of the top questions, issues people are calling you for? 
most of them are calling and saying, hey, John, you know, I understand the concept of PPP, but where's the money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell myself, listen, I could guide you, but I'm not the government. I, I don't know where the money is. Uh, I imagine that, 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 you know, it should start coming through very soon, but that's really where the biggest frustration is, 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 is where's the money? Some people tell me, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I really, uh, you know, how is the breakdown? Do I have to pay? Like, what's the reasoning behind the 75% payroll? And the reasoning is simple. They're giving you eight weeks to pay. Eight times seven, there's seven days in a week, is 56. The average that they're giving you is two and a half months your payroll. Two and a half months is 75 days. So 56 over 75 is essentially 75%. So that's why they want. That's why they're giving you 75% of your payroll, and 25% could be spent on utilities. And, and oh, another question people are asking me is, you know, uh, could I pay myself? Or, or I understand there is a, a uh, that people who make over 100,000 don't count. That that's not true. If you have someone who makes over 100,000, you get credit up to 100,000. Wow. Feels like. So if you have an employee, you should factor that into your payroll that they make $100,000, okay? Uh, other questions we get asked, uh, most of it, again, is surrounding the PPP, that's the biggest issue, is, you know, I understand that I, I have to have the same number of people. You don't have to have the same number of people, but what happens if you, if you have nine full-time employees and you had to let one go and now you have 10 full-time, no, if you had 10 and now you have nine, the grants gonna is gonna is gonna give you ninety percent. So they look at the they factor in the percentage less of individuals that you had. So if you had ten and now you have five, the grant is gonna be only fifty percent. They also ask about you know the payroll. Do I have to keep the payroll exactly the same? The answer is for people who make less than a hundred thousand, you could reduce their salary up to twenty five percent. If you reduce it more, you're still gonna get a grant, but it's gonna be a pro rata share. For the people who make over 100,000, if you have someone making 150,000, you can reduce that person to 100,000. It won't affect the grant because it doesn't include people who make over the 100,000 threshold. So those well, are that, the, that's those not clear. Yeah, those are the questions I'm, I, I'm answering mostly. Okay. I want to get to, um, again, you've offered your advice. One more time, please tell everyone the best way for people to get a hold of you and your team with their questions? Sure. Uh, 855-JOHN-BELL, J-O-N-B-E-L-L, is a good way to reach us. Because we're off-site, unfortunately, you're going to get a service. The service will then email, email us your information. We'll get back to you. You can always email me directly, jb at b-e-l-l-l-g.com. Or again, face, I'm all over uh, social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. People have been Finding ways. That's the greatest thing about social media. They hear my name, they have a question, they like what I have to say, and, 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 and almost every interview I do, I'm, I'm usually answering five, six, seven or more questions. After. So in this stage of where we are, I want you to use your experience, your knowledge, because you are right there on, the, on top of this. People have asked me, since we started to do shows about this, Here's what they ask me, and I don't know how to answer it, but they ask the question, Pat, look, we filed for this, we filed for that, and now we're getting like a bunch of emails from different agencies that want to give me 
and advances on what's the what's it called advances on my uh revenue now these companies generally can give you advances it's simple show us the past three months of your gross revenue blah 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 run a credit report and they can usually deliver money in days now caveat the rate for those kinds of bridge loans or whatever you want to call them, the rate is through the roof. But when you need the money and you're not getting it, people will go to whatever measure they can. And this has been, for me, the questions that I get. I don't know how to help people with that, where they say, I've got to have the money to continue. We can't shut our doors down here. We just can't. We're not that kind of business. And they're like, I could apply for this loan. I'm not hearing from this. I'm not hearing from PPP. My bank won't call me back anymore. They even say they're not going to call you back. I don't know what to say to people. Yeah, what, what I've been telling people, and, and this is kind of the way we started out, is I hate when companies and individuals take advantage of a situation oh. like that. They smell the blood. They smell the desperation. They want to make a quick buck. And uh, I, it, 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 it it makes me, it drives me mad that you're taking somebody and putting them potentially in a worse situation just for so, just so they can get some quick relief. Although I do understand the stresses that people are going through. So what I tell people is just don't do it. Uh, uh, what yet, you know, just hang on, you know, a little bit of the blame is to the federal government. They have to realize that these people in this situation, they got to get these things out. They got to get the loans. What I've been telling people is, you know, contact your landlord. Everybody understands what's going on because they're going to get relief. They're, they probably already contacted their mortgage company. The mortgage companies are giving you 60 or 90 days deferment. So, uh, and, and the landlord's not going to tell you unless you ask. So you're going to be paying rent. The landlord doesn't have to pay right away because they don't know who's going to pay. So work out with your landlord. Call your, 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 your whoever finances your car, they're working with people. You know, call the the, the, the people. Try to keep it as much as you can without being taken advantage of because they're just going to, they're making a large interest. It goes the same thing because we do a little personal injury too. When we get these advanced funding, you have somebody who's in an accident. It's a good case. You know, eventually they're going to get paid. And then some investment company comes along and says, hey, you know, we'll give you $20,000 now, even though the case could be worth $300,000. And then when all said and done, you have to pay us back thirty dollars or $40,000. It's just not fair. I, I, it's not the way that I do business. And, and uh, you know, if someone's desperate enough and they need it, I guess there's a service there. But, uh, you know, you're, it, it's going to be one of those one and done. It's going to leave a bad taste in that person's mouth. I, I would never want to go to sleep at night thinking that I took advantage of someone's situation right. or right. someone in the future having any ill will towards me. You know, right. you want to do the right thing. Why don't you make like a, a very modest interest rate why don't you be there for the people do something valuable with your life and your time that it's not just all about money it's about it's about helping out humanity right you know look let me ask you this question i i'm not going to ask you jonathan jonathan bell everybody i'm not going to ask you to be a, a mind reader but you are more up to date than most people are and so Yesterday in my state, the state of Washington, uh, I'm from New York, grew up on the East Coast, so I get to watch Como every day. I but, That's why I like it so much, I can tell. <laughs> I, you know, I just got back there, like, I'm like, 
seriously talking about meatballs in the middle of this. But I found out more information from him, albeit it's New York, it's not Washington State. But yesterday, our governor, who I've since tried to get a hold of their team, our state Senate, I actually have a friend who is one of our state senators. And I tried to say, did he really mean getting back to work of not of releasing or letting go of the shelter at home by May 4th? He said it. And when they asked him, are you going to extend? He didn't have a good answer. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, people think when the switch gets flipped, everything's going to go back to normal. But then in the same breath, out of his mouth, he says, oh, but we need to have extra special precautions for the magic number he came up with, people over 65. So that means every senior center, every place like that, none of them are going to open. What are you hearing or what is your sense? Because people are holding on and saying to themselves, Jonathan, you know, if we're going to go back, why should I apply for anything? Yeah, like May. Yeah, that, that's a great question. And, uh, you know, I don't know that I have the best answer for it. I, 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 <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think they should be giving us any dates right now because there's so much unknown. You know, the way that uh, uh, someone had this, has described this, which I believe it's almost like a fire. It's like it, it starts here and then it spreads. And I feel like the people who haven't really gone through the fire yet, they're getting itchy to go back to work, but they don't realize that once they start going back to work, the fire is going to be there. And, and they're, you know, this is this reminds me a little bit of September 11th, if you're a New Yorker, in the fact that yeah. you know somebody or you know a friend that's very close to you and they know somebody that died. And that's what's happening here in New York, New York City, Long Island, uh, constantly connections, whether it be close friends or through Facebook or parent, either, their, either their parents or brother. I had a client today. Uh, she well, Yesterday, she had a funeral of her father and her brother. Yeah, one day, and only ten people were allowed there. So I, I think giving any dates right now is crazy. Although I do believe we have to start our economy again, but you know the economy could be fixed, and 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 governments trying to help. They have to get these stimulus packages through. You know whether it be the unemployment with the extra six hundred dollars a week or these PPP loans. Uh, maybe they feel like they have to give a date to give people some hope and when that date comes they'll extend it i don't know what they're going to do but I, I i think it's i i unfortunately even though we've been stuck in our homes for a while i think it's too early to give a date because you know this it's mostly politicians giving dates. it's not the doctors who are heavily involved and listen my heart bleeds for that front line like you could see the the, the stress you know the, the 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 issues with their with their face and, and, and the, the mask causing these you know, cuts on their face and bruises, and now they're getting sick. Some of them are dying. It's like it's easy to close your eyes and, and and stay in your room and say, "I don't see where the problem is." If you don't think outside of yourself and look at the news and look at the other people and realize how they're suffering, these these frontline people are suffering and risking their lives for us. And I think it's so naive to just turn around and say, "Well, you know, we got to get this economy going. Let's start May 4th. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean. 
couple of things I want to go back with. For those of you just tuning in, Jonathan Bell is joining me here today. I want to make sure all of you have a way to find out more about Jonathan. You certainly could go to his website, but also you should go to Facebook. And, and when you go to Facebook, it's uh, Bell Law Group. Uh, and if you get there, you're going to find a lot of information, you know, start to look at what Jonathan is doing. Lots of information coming out over there. Uh, Jonathan, what is your website and phone number? Let's make sure we give that again. At least the time goes so quickly. Sure. 855-JOHN-BELL, uh, J-O-N-B-E-L-L. Like I said, it's an answering service right now because we're working from home, but we'll get back to you. Or the website is belllg.com, so three L's, belllg, as in law group. Okay, thank you for that. In the last couple minutes we have left, I want to kind of recap for you. I like to call them the dirty dozen of things that people should literally go through, think about, and possibly rethink. So let's just recap. For those people that are thinking unemployment, do I take it, don't take it, especially people, 1099 gig people, especially people that are getting the rejection, right? Because the system's not working. What do we say to them about filing? A lot of people just don't want to file. They're afraid if I file for unemployment, I'm not going to get my job back. Right, so the answer is file persistence and patience because it's so backed up. I mean, the unemployment uh, percentage right now is really misinformation considering so many people are trying to file and can't get through. Supposedly mm -hmm. Google's doing their part in, in simplifying the process, but file because the truth is once these loans come in, you're probably gonna be rehired anyway because they need that to justify getting these, getting these loans turned into grants. So uh, a lot of uh, employers, instead of firing people are furloughing people so they still have that employee employer relationship saying hey listen there's no work for you to do right now we can't pay you but go yeah. on unemployment as soon as we get this loan we're going to bring you back but definitely file there's no reason not to especially now with the government a federal government contributing some extra money it'll, it'll make your life easier there's no, there's, there, i mean everyone's gonna be suffering a little bit but they, but if you, if, you, if you can alleviate some of that suffering you should do it oh. Exactly. And so the other thing I want to ask you is, is for all of our small business owners. Um, and this is, you know, this is really navigating through tsunami waters in some respect. And people, uh, at least the folks and listeners that I've been hearing from, a lot of them have given up. You know, a lot of them have said, oh my gosh, I just can't fill this out again? Am I going to get in trouble? So here's the thing I hear. Am I going to get in trouble if I keep filling out this, these loan forms because I'm not hearing from anybody? Yeah. Um, so I don't think that you're going to get in trouble. Uh, you are only supposed to apply once because it's a one-time loan. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, for example, you know, we, you know, just from personal experience, we, first we had to fill it out a paper submission. I sent it to the lender. The lender said, no, now we're doing it through online. I submitted it online. They told me that it's in the queue and get it. So I, I'm just assuming because they're not contacting me that it's been submitted. You can't get anybody on the phone, but I'm making that assumption. Uh, I can see why people are getting worried and maybe want to go to another lender. You know, if you feel more comfortable with another lender, maybe a small bank that you've heard, maybe your, your friend or neighbor actually got approved and got their loan, I would maybe contact the original lender and tell them not no longer to process it and move it. 
but I think that there's going to be an understanding. If you apply more than once, it's not like you're looking to get more than one loan. It's just the fact that you're getting frustrated with the process. Uh, I think that you'll still get the loan if you apply more than once. It just might delay it because there might be some type of fraud alert. But I wouldn't worry about any type of like uh, criminal implications or anything. It's just a matter of uh, uh, you know clearing it up. To listen, I applied. I didn't hear anything. I got nervous, so I applied again. Well, I mean, I'm one of these people that I applied online in the online system. I got an application submitted. I have an actual application number. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure, even after reading that article, that I should do it again. I mean, I'm not sure what has changed in the online application. So what I'm asking in this last minute left, help us make sense of what to do. And also, if we don't know, we need to call somebody. Yeah, I, I, so, so really, uh, what, what you should be deciding is, is the EIDL the best way to go? Is the PPP the best way to go? Or do I need both? The only reason to try some reason, you know, if the PPP that makes you pay payroll, utilities and rent, if you feel like you need something outside of it and probably want to spend it on inventory and things of that nature, maybe you want to do both and including the EIDL. Just, just know that the EIDL, other than the $10,000, that's a loan. Like, you're going to have to pay that back. The PPP, which is one that was attractive to me for my business, is the fact that, it, you know, the, the idea is to get it turned into 100% into a grant or as close to 100% as possible and not have to pay it back. You don't even have to include it in your income tax. And it'll help you pay, your, you know, the two ne next two months of expenses uh, through your payroll uh, and so that would really be a nice, a, a nice help to keep everybody afloat and, and make sure that you keep your staff on. I love it. Jonathan, thank you so much. You're going to be hearing from one of our staff members about getting some information so we could set you up with your own podcast uh, and get you going. Uh, we'll explain all of that to you and your team. We're going to make it very easy for you. Um, and uh, including giving you a widget to put up on your website. See, it's so easy. There's nothing for you to really do. <laughs> I really appreciate the interview. It's really nice meeting you, and I can tell you what a great show. Thank you, and I got to tell you, you're helping a lot of people, and if nothing else, at least for me and probably my team, you have eliminated a lot of fear, and that is a blessing. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Everybody, we're going to take a short break. We're not done yet. Uh, more to come. Please reach out to Jonathan. Please, everybody. And we're going to try to get that podcast up ASAP. Uh, Olivia to Jessica, let's make it happen. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back.